Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. I'm really excited about my guest today because not only is he an awesome guy, he's actually a personal friend of mine. So that's, what, that's a really important thing for me. So he's the president and CEO of United Way of Madison County. He's got four kids. He's been married for a long time for an awesome lady. He's truly a servant leader. That's one of the biggest parts I wanted to have him on for. He goes out of his way to help each, uh, other people in the community and just in his, in his zone of friends and all that. He's just someone you need to know. And he's number 25 in your program, but number one in your heart, Mr. Daniel Casimir. Thanks for coming on, Daniel. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. And I appreciate you allowing me to be a part of this. And um, I'm glad our friendship spanned over years now. And it's important because uh, I value relationships and value friendship. And knowing that uh, you doing something like the podcast uh, could happen to a better person. You're just a family, a great family, just doing great things in our community. And I'm honored to be a part of this. Oh, I appreciate you. Hey, man, honor's mine. So I appreciate it. One, one great thing about you is you're very intentional about keep, I just made up a new word, intentionable. Don't, don't use that one, intentional, <laughs> about staying in touch with people and just stay, keeping that relationship going. I really appreciate what you've done over the years. So uh, first of all, how many people butcher your name? Uh, besides myself, <laughs> about 20 people a day. No, I just, um, it's gotten better. Um, I, I always tell people that I learned how to say my name properly about uh, when I was 12 years old. But outside of that, um, I understand as long as they don't call me late for dinner or some other names, I'm okay. I'm with you. See, I'm a, I'm a Joe Martin, so I've had it pretty easy. I, I can barely pronounce my own podcast name, though, so I'm, I'm with you on that. So I'm, I haven't had it 12 years, so I'm on a ramp. But maybe 12 years, I got it down. So I like to uh, kind of figure out people's backgrounds. So uh, where did you grow up and uh, what kind of kid were you growing up? What were you into? Well, I'm originally born in Zimbabwe, Africa. I came over to the States when I was two and a half. Uh, my parents came over and brought us over to the States. And my dad ended up getting his doctor's degree and master's doctor's degree at Case Western Reserve and University of Michigan. And then also uh, my mom uh, ended up getting two master's degrees and was a pastor for 13 years. So I consider um, when we grew up and came to Cleveland, Ohio, and then lived there for several years, but I consider home uh, Mansfield, Pennsylvania, uh, which is um, near uh, uh, Wimsport, Pennsylvania, which is where the home of the Little League World Series is how people know that place and uh, spent several great years there. Um, my dad was a college professor at Mansfield University, and um, so I consider that home. But then we went to Kent, Pennsylvania. My mom was a pastor of three churches during my high school uh, time. And as you know, you know, Joe, when you talked earlier about relationships and friendships and learning how to be intentional about keeping contact with people, um, I've been blessed, you know, my life. Uh, my parents always stressed that to me, um, that get to know people, um, get to um, be comfortable with people, make sure they understand the importance of friendships going to last a long time. And um, I had, uh, I was blessed when I first moved to Mansfield when I was four years old. Um, and we don't do this anymore, I don't think, but a family, the, the Wilson family came down uh, to our house. Um, in the town we're in, um, there wasn't, outside of college students, there wasn't any African-Americans living in the town at the time. And uh, they came down. I never met them before. Eddie came in where they came with a plate of cookies. And their family introduced me, introduced themselves to me. Eddie Wilson and I have been friends uh, since that day in 1972. And um, just to have people like that in your life, uh, Mr. Wilson, um, uh, rest in peace, he passed away um, over a year ago. And he's one to put the basketball in my hands first time. He's a coach at, at the university and put the basketball in my hands, taught me how to play the game and um, the right way. 
and um, I was just fortunate. And we had a lot of great battles with Nerf basketball in, our, in the in the house and playing with socks and basketball with doors. And um, we just got to play a lot of leagues and a lot of camps. And it was just a great experience growing up. And um, I'll never forget also things that they don't do these days. Uh, Mrs. Gretchen Goodman, who's named now, but it was Gretchen Stopper at the time. And she's my first kindergarten teacher. And uh, uh, she took a young kid, you know, kindergarten, first kindergarten teacher and, and take her, take me home on weekends and spend quality time with me. And Mr. Stoppy's playing in softball leagues and things like that, where I understand people value relationships and people have impacted my life uh, throughout. And um, so to have this and be able to share where I grew up um, and moving on to Canton, Pennsylvania, where I had great coaches and people that impacted my life. And it's just, I've been, for, I've been fortunate and blessed, you know. Oh, that's awesome. And you can open up a lot of doors with a plate of cookies, can't you? Oh, yes. It's amazing. And Mr. Wilson had the great, great best cookies in the world, you know, and the chocolate chip cookies were, were uh, open up a lot of doors. And, you know, I would say that uh, things like that go a long way. You never forget those things. You never forget the people in your lives that impacted you significantly. Oh, absolutely. Man, I thought you were an impressive guy, but hearing about your parents, man, I, no wonder you're so successful. You had no choice. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were, uh, you know, you know, unfortunately, both of them are deceased now, but I'm able to carry their spirits on and, and things, but they're both had high expectations. I would say my dad was a college professor, education was very, very important, and my mom was a pastor, so doing things the, the right way was expected, and um, of course, all of us <laughs> don't always go the right direction, but um, they stressed the importance of that because we understood that, and we talk about having a name. Uh, I, I, I always emphasize that Casimbera, I was representing, I'm representing Casimbera name and everything I do and everything I say, and it comes back to you. Oh, that's an awesome way to look at it right there. Mm -hmm. And there's no way, no way to hide either. So I, I grew up <laughs> with uh, two redheaded brothers. So if one of us got in trouble in the neighborhood, it was one of them redheaded Martin kids. So <laughs> you, know, I, you never got in trouble. My brothers bro. got me in trouble and I got them in trouble. So <laughs> you can't get away with nothing, right? And no one else yeah. has your last name in the neighborhood too. So No, not at all. Not at all. So, uh, so you, you mentioned basketball a little bit. So uh, you actually got the opportunity to go on and play at the next level in, in college basketball, Rochester Wesleyan um, in Rochester, New York. So uh, we kind of laughed about this a little bit before. Tell people kind of about how, uh, how the recruiting process went for you. Well, you know, I was forced to play in Canton, Pennsylvania, where we had some great coaches. Um, I had Denny Perry, who was at my sophomore year, pulled me up for varsity. I um, had the opportunity to play for him and thought enough of me to play varsity. Um, but going back to even seventh grader, Mr. Wenzel and uh, Hope Stare and um, just people like that, and Mr. Sutton, that were my coaches that impact. Because you know, Joe, playing sports, coaches impact your lives in so many different ways. And then got into uh, 10th grade where I, you know, where played, Mr. Thorne helped me and taught me the game of basketball. And there's a lot of people along the way that really impacted my life. Um, and, and, and when I get to 11th and 12th grade, uh, Coach Dave McWilliams and Coach Ron Kirby were instrumental in taking me to the next level and putting pressure on me to say, hey, you've got more to offer than just coming in and shooting jump shots and um, you got to play defense. And uh, it was great, great experience I had with them. Had opportunity to play a lot of basketball camps, a lot of great players. And um, But I look back on those times and the little things, the details, the fundamentals that were taught. And, you know, I used to have a, a routine. And um, uh, for an hour and a half every day, I had a certain uh, things I had to accomplish. I would call them 24 in, in 30 seconds. I had different drills. I did quickness drills, ball hunting drills, shooting drills, and things like that, which it was, it was as in, I thought, relentless, positively, relentless in doing that. And something that important and led me to uh, get some looks and in high school level. 
uh, played at a small high school. So depending on um, who was catching you right time and unfortunately played pretty well at some all in all-star games and got, some, got my name known. And in my first year I played, I played at Mansfield University, uh, which is a division two school. And coach Wilson was actually my coach and talk about being hard on me, man. He was, he was rough, but you know, and, you know, go through experiences of feeling like you're the worst player on the team. Uh, we had a lot of players, um, Brian White, I think about, who was at the time he led Division Two in rebounding in the country. Um, just a, a tough ball player. Had a, you know shooting guards that were six five, six six, and point guards that played in front of me, which was six two, six three, and I'm only five five nine and a half on a good day. And um, but it was uh, just seeing those experiences where I got to play against a lot of key players. A lot, of, a lot of coaches I got to play against as well. If you've heard um, John Cheney, who was coach Temple. Temple, oh, he yeah. was a Cheney State coach at the time and saw him go crazy in that duty two level. And, <laughs> and then I saw um, John, coach John Beeline, coach Lemoyne. He ended up going on coaching Michigan and, and then in the NBA for a while and West Virginia coach all over the place. And just to get those experiences and see how coaches operate and, and work. And then Robert Swesson in college. Um, I remember the Hare family who were Robert Swesson College alumni. And they said, you need to come take a look at this school. Hadn't thought about after school, but no, my freshman year, I wanted to get some more playing time. So I went to Roberts Wesleyan College and um, got out a great experience there. Uh, met some of my best friends and ended up playing there for three years. And I was a starter there and, and was able to you know, play point guard and shooting guard. Um, but I always loved to shoot the basketball and it, it paid off for me. So, and I ultimately got a degree from Roberts Wesleyan and some great friends who I still keep in contact with. Uh, and that's the end goal, right? Yeah, you know, basketball is just a just a tool to get there, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, Ch John Cheney, his eyes could bug out better than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> man, he had impressive. He had he had a next level eye. So yes, he uh, did. He I know. Did. For me, I, I learned a ton of lessons that I still apply to this day from sports. What's what's some lessons you picked up along the way? I know you talked about your routine and your habits. That's a huge, and I'm sure you use. Yeah, discipline. Uh, the importance of um, knowing that there's. Um, a team that you work along with. And, you know, I think about my son, Isaiah, who's kind of the, the, the comedian of the family. And I remember when, because um, you teach your kids the same thing, you know, about the points of the team. And uh, my my uh, oldest son, Jamal, said to him, we were at dinner from one of my birthday dinners and said, Isaiah, you know, understand the importance that there's no I in team. You know, we all work together as, as a family and all work as a team. And he said, um, yeah, but there's two eyes in Isaiah. <laughs> so, so that's typical, but I learned the importance of just teamwork and leading because as a point guard, you got to get everyone involved, find where the strengths are and, and put them in a position to be successful. Um, then also I learned as far as um, in basketball, the importance of uh, when challenges come your way, how are you going to respond to those challenges? Are you going to, uh, you know, wilter and are you going to, you know, are you going to stand up and say, hey, listen, this is a challenge I need to overcome and what are you going to do to get better? And um, so those things I learned, but I also learned um, importance for me is that it's, you know, I was blessed, you know, I had one or two injuries my whole career. So by the grace of God, he, he continued to help me health, importance of that. And um, so I learned a lot, of, a lot of great lessons playing basketball, understand you got to be coachable and, um, uh, and, to be, you know, to be, you know, other be coachable, you need to be coach for yourself. And so I learned a lot of great lessons from that.
Absolutely. And I, I've seen you in like a, a group setting, a meeting setting, and you definitely run things like a point guard. You want, you want to make sure everyone's involved. You still use that today. I've seen it in action. He's not, he's not lying. He's still a point guard to this day. So, um, so you majored in social work. So clearly you've kind of had this, you know, this, this want and this need to help others. Where does that drive come from? Well, first of all, as I said, my parents, my dad was actually a sociology and social work um, uh, professor. And uh, my mom was giving heart and spirit. Uh, that was something that was important. It was told all all our siblings, and um, all my siblings, and it was something that was important. Um, just want to make a difference, you know, and that's something that uh, I believe that it's important. That it doesn't cost anything to uh, smile. Doesn't cost anything to be a given person courage your word. Doesn't cost anything to really serve. It's maybe just your time. And if I can uh, get an opportunity to be able to do that and make a difference in people's lives, that's something that's important to me and and uh, the people I'm around. And um, so that's that's why I wanted the social work uh, because I wanted to make a difference. And uh, I look at the, the this lasting um, uh, things my parents taught me. I remember my father was my I was my best teacher um, because um, at college level I take some of his classes my freshman year. But I'll never forget a time because my mom was going to seminary, so we went on visit her on the weekends and my sister on the weekends. And uh, I'll never forget we lived in an apartment off campus and we would you know he'd go to class and. Being where we were at in Mansfield, Pennsylvania, it was cold uh, sometimes a year. And uh, I remember my first eight o'clock class I had my father. And so we're going out to the car and I'm standing out the car waiting for him to go to class. He said, what are you doing? So we're going to class together. He said, understand something, son. I'm not always going to be here. I'm your, I'm your professor. You're my student. Don't be late for class. And just took off. <laughs> so I'd run about a mile and a half up through the hill and to make it class on time. And People wonder why the heck are you not riding with your father? And he was teaching me a lesson that I understand that you're gonna be on your own someday, son. And we're there for you. We'll teach you the importance of being on for, for yourself. And you drive past me, I would go up this hill and you drive right by me and get to class. And about the best instructor I've ever had. Man, that's so tough to do as a parent, but so important to, to watch <laughs> yeah. your kids struggle and learn lessons. But <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I'd have gave in. I'm afraid I, I'm soft, man. I'd probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we met years ago because we we're on this, this board trying to help solve the youth obesity crisis that's going on. Um, and I know you, you serve and you, and you currently serve on so many, so many boards in the community. So the community is huge in your life. Um, what, are some, what are some action steps people can take to improve their own community? I'm, everyone kind of gets overwhelmed about the big picture, but what's some things they could do to improve their own communities? Well, I know Lauren Trailer, when I came here, moved here from Birmingham, Alabama, Lauren Trailer told me, and I said, I want to be involved in the community. She said, careful what you ask for. And she, at the time, she's a big brother, big sister of North Alabama board chair. And she said, because once you get in this community, there's going to be plenty of opportunities and people are going to pull you from different ways. And I said, well, I'm involved. And um, lo and behold, she was right. And which opened up so many doors and so many opportunities. Uh, a person like Nancy Stewart, when I was the campaign pace of the chair, asked me to be a campaign pace of the chair for United Way when I was with Alabama A&M. And she said, she introduced me to a lot of different people. And I, oh, a debt of gratitude to people like her who had opened up the doors and got to meet Mayor Battle back then and other key leaders in the community and it was instrumental. So I believe the importance of getting involved in service. All you do is basically raise your hand in this community and there are people can find you, find where they, where you can fit in. Um, I always talk about having, you know, the five R's of getting involved with uh, uh, communities and volunteering, you know, you have a reason, um, which is purpose. 
look, use the resources that you have available to you. And these days you can go on a computer and find so many opportunities to be involved, but also the great resources in our community, so many great um, nonprofit leaders that are always looking for people to be serving on boards and serving different capacities. And then you have, you know, the, the, the relationships, which are instrumental because relationships will get you a lot of places that you don't understand you're coming in for, but opens up a world of opportunities for you. And then the fourth R is uh, uh, res uh, results such a show, and you'll see some results personally as well as professionally. And then last R is recognition. Um, truly get re you know recognized for the work you're doing and get to recognize uh, get recognized in our community for all the things that you're doing and whether you believe it, you see it or not. So I I encourage anybody. Uh, United Way, we're always looking for uh, volunteers to be a part of the things that we do here, whether sitting on a community impact team where you're directly involved with the process of working with our partner agencies, um, board board opportunities that come open uh, once a year. Uh, there's opportunities to be able to volunteer with some of one of our 27 partner agencies, such as um, Manor House, Boys and Girls Club, Big Brother Big Sisters, um, the YMCA where I came from. Um, there's so many different opportunities out there to be a part of something great. Um, and it's great to see things like our Youth Leadership Council with, so there's opportunities for young people, our Youth Leadership Council and um, Stuart Senior and Catherine Brady do a fantastic job with working with our young people and just to see them get firsthand experience of how they can make different communities. They raise money, they go out in the community to serve, they have their own group, they have their own social media. They just do a fantastic job with so many of our young leaders and hopefully imparting them the parts of um, volunteering, giving back and success continue to happen. So there's plenty of opportunities to to be involved and get connected. Absolutely. See, you, you've been in this game for a while. So you've been in the nonprofit space for, you know, 20 plus years. And, oh. and United, you know what? United Way has been around forever. And and people, you know, they're on our, you said it's going to be in August of this year. It'll be 80 years here in the Madison County area. And we kind of talked about before that sometimes if things have been around so long, people kind of, I don't know if they don't appreciate them as much, but they don't realize everything that you guys do. Can I give us a, a brief overview of what exactly United Way does and, and how they can get involved? We'll do it. And one of the things I challenged the staff on board when I got here, um, I've been here since April of 2022, is we not only needs to be uh, emphasizing being relevant. Um, we do great work in our community. We've been here 79 plus years. Um, but what are we doing to make an impact in our community directly? So we have 27 partner agencies that service the gamut from, you know, preschool from birth to old age. We have people that provide counseling services, we have people that provide a lot of different areas that make a difference. Um, and But one of the things we understand is our three focus areas, education, financial stability, and health. And with education, um, we have uh, some of our partner agencies that serve in those areas. We have financial stability, same thing in health. But we've committed ourselves and we were a part of our the standard, which is our strategic plan, to really impact in the issues and needs in our community uh, with education. Uh, working with Huntsville City Schools, we're in the process of putting together a game plan for the ACAP, to increase ACAP scores because there's some challenges in some of our, our our school systems and our students. We need to be a, we need to be a, a a key organization to make those things happen. So we're working with uh, Christopher Finley and Christopher Gregory, uh, who's chair of the DAC in that that area, with financial stability, with workforce development, affordable housing. We're excited about uh, potentially having a a, a summit that's going to happen at the end of March for um, affordable housing, which got some names and, and, and we're putting that together. And then with workforce development, 
those don't realize that we have a Ride United program, which is top five in the country. And what that is, it's a program in which we were honored to get started a couple of years ago, in which we provide people transportation to and from work um, for short and long-term basis if they can't afford it. And, we, and we're the first United Way across the country to really have local funding to support this. So we've got Toyota to give us funding, Redstone Federal Credit Union, BASF, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which all provide funding to help supply these rides and things like that for people to, whether work, whether to medical appointments, um, uh, it was before grocery stores during the pandemic. And we've given over, over close to 17,000 rides now, and we're really uh, just making a difference in that area. And then with health, the mental health piece, as you know, Joe, being in, we talked earlier about the pandemic, it, 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 it's something that impacted a lot of us. And when you talk about physical, which you do great work in with your venture boot camp and with the physical part of it, and you've got a strong showing our community to make a difference in a lot of people's lives, Joe, and you just do great work with that. Well, also mental health is something that is, is impacted everybody from CEOs to middle managers, to rocket scientists, to homeless, to a lot of different people that are impacted. So we've got some coalitions working on that and we're trying to make a difference within our mental health uh, pieces and We've got innovation hubs working with our partner agencies and educated financial spread and health, but we're also expanding to um, other other agencies that are not necessarily now are, are part of our United Way family. So we're excited about great things that are happening. Um, the standard, which uh, as I talked about, strategic plan. This is really holding us accountable. It's a living, breathing document that we're actually going to we're actually implementing as part of our our board meetings every month, and we're going to see some success because we want to really make a difference in our community. So it's going to be 80 years in August. Um, but we want to make sure we leave a, a legacy, uh, make a difference in people's individuals and families' lives. So it's not just the organization, but trying to make a difference in people's lives. Oh, that's amazing. I, I didn't know about the Rise United program. That is so big, especially in, in our area where the public transportation is not like it is in most big cities. And people struggle to, to get to a doctor's appointment or get to a job. That, And, man, that's going to solve so many help and help so many people with that. That's great you guys are doing. I'm going to help spread the word on that because I, I didn't know about that one. So that's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yes, it's fortunate. And we're, you know, with the transportation over the next three or five years of trying to figure out what's going to happen in our city. We've got a great city. I think we're growing, as you know, uh, number one city in the country. And I want to make sure we continue to just be a part of the solution. We're fortunate that the uh, mayor battle and uh, Finley and uh, folks in our area that are really investing um, into what we're trying to do. But also people like the transportation department, like um, uh, uh, John Autry, who invites us to meetings and, and we're involved in the process of getting things done. And it's just, it's exciting to see those things happen. And um, we're a part of the, we're part of the solution. That's a problem. That's it. Yeah. I'm, more people need to do that. Right. So you, yes. you give them the five R's you guys, you guys saw a problem yeah. and you, and you, you got in there. So yeah. Daniel, I, I really appreciate your friendship and I really appreciate what you're doing for our area and beyond and just keep up the great work, man. You guys are doing so much important thing that I didn't even know the, the scope of everything you guys did. And I looked it up and, and I encourage you guys to, to look it up all these areas that they're touching in our area and beyond. So keep up the great work. We're going to support you however we can. Well, thank you. And if anybody can, you know, we're, you know, we're a, a, a strong organization, but we always can be stronger. And as long as people that are in need, um, we always have our campaigns every year. So we always look for companies to get on board, individuals to get on board, to invest um, through us. Uh, one people say all the time is what the great part about giving to United Way is that you're giving to not necessarily just one organization, but you're able to spread the wealth 
to over 44 different agencies and partner agencies as well as programs to make a difference. And uh, we're the kind of one-stop shop and we'll make sure we're accountable to for every single dollar that comes in. And so we have people that have invested us over these years. It's just it's amazing. And we just want to continue to just make a difference in that area. Absolutely. Yeah, as you guys, if you're listening right now, go go check out everything they do. And I think you'll find yourself, maybe I want to, I'm going to give a little money or maybe my company does, or maybe I just want to come and, you know, do, you know, boots on the ground type stuff and help out. But there's a way that you can get involved. And I'm sure if you get with Daniel, he can, he can put you to work for sure. So yeah, exactly. uh, Daniel, keep up the great work. And if you guys have never met Daniel, I encourage you to somehow meet this guy. Your life will be better. Because he is just one of those people that and he lights up a room and just got that that quiet power when he walks in the room. And I, I'd heard it said one time that, you know, you don't have to be loud if what you got to say is important enough. People listen. And, that, and that's who you are. You're not a loud, flashy kind of guy, but people listen. You're a great leader and people want to follow you. So I think they just see that light that you just want to help others and they want to get on board with that. So, man, it's, it's been great knowing you. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to get this word out, especially about that ride program. I know so, so many people could benefit from that, but uh, keep up that awesome work and, and uh, you guys share this episode with somebody maybe they need to hear this maybe they didn't know about what united way does or they want to get involved and most of all daniel thank you and appreciate you and we were going to get you on board and get this thing rolling yeah thanks a lot joe and i always I have no problem my, my business card my cell phone is 256-468-1801 then you reach out to me directly i'd be happy to help and support you in any kind of way and joe once again keep doing what you're doing you know um you're making a significant difference in our community and a lot of people's lives and um Thank you for all you do. Absolutely, man. You're, you're like Deion Sanders. You ain't hard to find. So definitely, he's, not, he's not hard to find. All right. Appreciate you guys. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. Keep spreading the positivity. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion, optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.